Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Could be away here. Michael Owen, he's got goals with him, but it's still Owen. Oh, what a goal! That was the sound of Michael Owen ripping Argentina apart at the 1998 World Cup. One of the many early high points in a glittering career. Takes here of Michael Owen again. It's there! Michael Owen strikes again. The boy is a genius. For a bloke who won the Ballon d'Or and lit up the World Cup, Owen's life is comically dull. I think most people think I'm weird because I've never drunk a cup of tea or coffee in my life. The England legend has never tasted tea or coffee, and his mum managed his bank account until he was 38. This is the story of England's weirdo wonder kid. Well done, he's 13. My name's Jack Rivlin, and this is The Upshot, a podcast dissecting the funniest characters in sport. And joining me today are Zachary Sweeney Lynch. Hi, Jack. Hi, mate. Welcome back. And JP Lockwood. Hello. How are we doing, boys? Very well, mate. Very yeah, sort of good. charged by watching that goal from all those years ago. Yes. Thank you very much for having me back. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. <laughs> all we could get, so. <laughs> Did you ring Mickey before you rang me? Not available. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not how it works, mate. It's on, on a rotation. We're offering a squad rotation system. <laughs> Michael Owen. Wow, that goal. It's, it's easy now from the vantage point of his punditry and his later career to forget just how quick and good he was when he burst onto the scene, right? Yeah, I mean, watching that goal is, is absolutely explosive. I can remember after he scored that goal, um, I, my mum took me down the hairdresser and I asked for the Michael Owen haircut, which I'm sure is just a short back and sides. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's like got a certain shape to it. Maybe that's his head shape. Yeah, it's like a sort of Scouse fade, but quite a normal Scouse yeah. fade. And actually, he was a bit of a pin-up. My wife was saying she had pictures on him on, on the wall, posters. Yeah, he was a good-looking lad. She's got such a such a childlike face that I guess he he was eighteen. Yeah. So the Queen told Sven Goran Eriksson, presumably a few years later, the Queen said to Sven, "Michael Owen's my favourite player because he just looks so clean." <laughs> so there you go, the ultimate yeah. man appeal. Never tasted tea or coffee. <laughs> Bit weird. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. I could imagine him as a, a Johnson's fruit and barley squash man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surely he's done an ad or two for them. <laughs> Um, yeah, he didn't he grow up in like a really small countryside town or something like that? Cheshire? From Chester, Chester. Chester. Yeah. And obviously just had like quite a football-centric life. His mum was running his banking even when he was 38. I, th- I think he literally just thought about football and nothing else. He, he actually segues nicely into his story, JP. He joins Liverpool as a teenager and already 
you know, as a sort of 14 year old, he's playing with the under 18s and everyone's saying this guy's going to be a god. And his big breakthrough comes 96, 97. He breaks through into the Liverpool team. The following season, he wins the Premier League Golden Boot, age 19. And then England pick him for the World Cup. And he, he scored twice in the tournament. He scored against, he scored an equaliser against Romania, but they then beat us 2 1, which is why we were playing Argentina in the second round, I guess, because I guess we didn't top the group. Yeah, it's appalling. However, Michael Owen was the big story uh, besides David Beckham getting sent off. Do you remember that like hate campaign against Bex as well? Yeah, I mean, every tabloid just went in on him straight afterwards, didn't they? It was like, the red card was stupid, but it was such an unfair red card. He just literally brushed Simeone with his leg. Or would you have, do you think it was a I've, fair red? I've always looked at that and thought it was intentional. That's retaliation. Yeah. It's a red. It is. If Fine, you look it's at such it. a yeah. light tap. Anyway, he didn't deserve the vitriol. It was the same summer where Beck started wearing sarongs as well, which... It doesn't help himself, does he, old Bex? He, like he must have still been pretty young at that point, no? Yeah. I think what was he, early twenties, because he doesn't go to Real Madrid for a few more years. And Owen's having a similar sort of meteoric rise, so he's won that Golden Boot age nineteen. And people are like, "Who is this kid? He's incredible. He's so fast. He's so good at finishing." You know, but what's the real Michael Owen like? And we get our first real glimpse of uh, of the true Michael Owen in a TV program that comes out straight to VHS called Michael Owen Soccer Skills. And it's officially a training video for young hopefuls. But in reality, it's the Premier League's top scorer, Michael Owen, shattering the hopes and dreams of a group of schoolchildren for his own amusement. So Owen sticks a 13-year-old boy in a full-size goal and just relentlessly smacks volleys past him for point blank. I just love volleying. Poor old Jamie has no chance. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Jamie has no chance. <laughs> Jamie surrendered. I'll let the gang have a go. <laughs> surrendered. So brutal. Like you can imagine that kid on his his dad's driving him in. It's like, oh, are we going to finally meet your hero, My Michael hero, Owen? Yeah. Like, have a little kick about. <laughs> and then he just absolutely destroys him. Owen's just not fucking around, is he? Yeah. You think, like, because I kind of get that he's also trying to give some volleying tips. Like, yeah, he actually gives some quite good tips in that video. But surely... If you're going to do that, put a proper keeper in the goal. Yeah, and, like, not just some it's like one or the other. It's like some somewhere between like a school summer fair and an actual like tutorial video. <laughs> well, I, I think he just loves scoring so much. Yeah. Doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. I just love volleying. Poor old Jamie has no chance. It's <laughs> <laughs> good impression, right? And then. Neville Southall, the Everton goalkeeping legend, is drafted in just to, I think, dig poor Jamie out of, out of trouble and give him some pointers. And Owen then just continues absolutely pounding Jamie with shots. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's two goals. Stand up, Jamie, stand up. And the celebration. It should be there. Boom. What are you doing at the moment? Because you're right-handed. Is he trying to do that? Get in there. <laughs> well done, he's 13. <laughs> game set and match Owen. Did he say game set and match? Yeah, game set and match Owen. <laughs> I love the bit where he points at his shirt like he's just scored yeah. in the Merseyside derby or yeah. something. But also chipping a kid. He's like, this kid's 13. Don't. Chipping yeah. him's a bit cheap, no? 
There's a really good interview with him and Jamie Carragher, and Carragher goes, um, when did you know you were going to be a professional footballer? And uh, Michael Owen said that by the age of seven, I knew I was the best footballer in the world. <laughs> really? Yeah. Between it? the ages of seven and 17, I was the best footballer on, in seven? the world. But does he mean... Seven versus other seven-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, apparently like he knows that he is the best footballer in the world at the age to, of seven. Yeah. Admire the self-confidence. Yeah. You should get him on Jake Humphrey's high performance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like self-confidence lacking serious self-awareness. Maybe the two go hand in yeah. hand. What the fuck were we doing at seven? <laughs> <laughs> Playing with those aliens with gel in them. <laughs> <laughs> if you stick it, if you, stick it, if you, if you put two of them in the same pod, then they're going to have a baby. Yeah. Later. <laughs> never happened <laughs> well done he's 13 uh yeah so that's actually not his only tv appearance zach you're probably too young to remember but jp do you remember hero to zero i do remember this and i, th- I can't remember whether it was on saturday morning or it was a, a weekday program but i remember really loving it it was like this kid who would talk to his michael owen poster in his bedroom and then owen would emerge from the poster and sit on his bed and give him uh, yeah life advice and football advice yeah i feel like a lot of it was life advice <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether I'd want Michael Owen giving me life advice. Uh, when you've been the best footballer in the world since seven. <laughs> True. Yeah. You learn a thing or two. What kind of, what kind of life advice was I, it? I, the footage has all been lost. I can only find the intros. But like, I swear there's something where his dad is the manager of the local team and that creates an awkward situation for the kid. And he gets sacked. I can't remember what. I think that might be based on reality. I was reading, there was a story um, where he, I think this is his his youth team when he was playing, he was about 10 or something. And he writes about, you know, I was the best player in the team. I, I scored all these goals this season and it came to the end of the season awards and they give the award to the goalkeeper. And I was like, it was absolutely outrageous. Like we'd, we'd been, we'd been, uh, we'd been smashing every team in the league 15 nil. This, this kid, he was two years younger than me and he hadn't done it. He hadn't had to do anything all season. He hadn't had to make a save and he got, got player of the season and his dad decided on the spot, they got in the car and he was like, all right, Michael, we're leaving this team. <laughs> they don't respect you here. And pulled, he? pulled him out of the team and signed for another signed for another youth team like down the road. How old is he at this point? I think about 10, 11. <laughs> okay, so he gets it from his dad. Yeah. Didn't he beat Ian Rush? There was a local record for the boys team that he was playing for. And uh, Mike Lowen like doubled the record. I think he got like 90 goals in one season. Really? Ian Rush got like 45 or 50 goals. Oh. And they gave the award to the goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that why he takes it out on poor Jamie, 13 year old? Yeah, yeah. Just got flashbacks Trauma, to that yeah. keeper. Yeah. <laughs> you talked about Owen's goal record as a youngster, but his, in his early years of being professional, it's mad how good he is. From that World Cup, 2001, Liverpool do the cup treble. The UEFA Cup, League Cup, FA Cup. That's where the um, <laughs> Owen scored the double against Arsenal. Arsenal, he right. Got, yeah. He got a double in that and yeah. they were one all. And then I think he scored in the last 10 minutes of the game. <sighs> Owen's come out and said that that was his best match of all time. Really? Yeah. I think that's his best season. I mean, he wins the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, he's the at l- 21, wasn't it? Yeah, and he's the last Englishman to win it. Yeah. yeah. Do you know who the previous, the, the most recent Englishman after him to win it? Was it like Bobby Charlton or something? Kevin Keegan. Really? Wow, did yeah. not know that. Well, he was class. Mm. Uh, uh, another thing that Car- uh, the uh, Carragher and Owen interview is really good, but he said he was on the slide from 21. 
as a player. Oh, like, he, he admits knows, that. Yeah, he, he he knows. He he was like, I knew I was a yard short of pace. Mm. I felt my body like tightening up. I Is that was, just the injuries causing the loss of pace? Yeah, he he comes out and says that muscle injuries are far more uh, severe on the body than breaking a leg, for instance, because right. he recover from breaking a leg, but muscle injuries can affect your shit like speed. So he knew Fair he was enough. on the slide. Well, so basically that Ballon d'Or treble season, he's thinking, I'm on the slide. To yeah. be fair, when you've been the best in the world since seven, yeah. you are coming, in, <laughs> coming towards the end of your career. We've <laughs> done this for 14 years. Finally got recognition. This With the Ballon d'Or though, it kind of surprised me because he, he, they won three trophies, League Cup, FA Cup and the UEFA Cup. But I mean, you can't imagine now someone winning the UEFA Cup and getting the Ballon d'Or. No. Really. Well, like, they, I feel like they only pick Champions League players really yeah and then in the summer of 2004 Real Madrid come knocking yeah so 2004 um, Real Madrid pay 8 million pounds for for Owen seems like quite a bargain really it's nothing Um, but 2004 also something else happens uh, which is that Michael Owen publishes his first autobiography um, at the age of 25 so you know it really makes sense I mean he's been the best in the world since (laughs) 7 exactly (laughs) so much to tell um, which I, that's, it was such an era of this publishing autobiographies. Like Rooney published his first one at twenty two, around the same time. It's just like what have, what have you done to this po- at this point? That well, you know what Wayne Rooney's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe. <laughs> that I would read. Was was the the PVC uh, story? PVC Granny and yeah. in, uh, in Rooney's. I haven't well, read no, it. I mean, I doubt it's in the book. But <laughs> was it was it? Had he done it by then? Yeah, he was like sixteen. What went ahead, really? Yeah. So he was like three tabloid scandals deep. Yeah. It's time for a book. Yeah. yeah, So Owen published his autobiography, uh, which is pretty golden, I have to say. I've read, I've read, I've read the first chapter. um, And gripping. It's gripping. Do you want to, do you want to hear Owen's description of his own birth? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I entered the world at 10.20pm on the night of 14th December 1979, weighing 71 pounds, 15 ounces. My mum, Jeanette, worked in the family clothes shop until 7pm on the night of my birth and didn't arrive at the hospital until 8pm. It was all over 140 minutes later. (laughs) I mean, like his goal scoring record, that's clinical, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just such a Michael Owen description. It goes into like absolutely microscopic detail it carries on so he's talking about his mum here for three of her five pregnancies the two options for maternity hospitals were Chester and Wrexham each of which was about 10 minutes away from the family home but Chester was more convenient <laughs> is this is the opening to his autobiography this is the first page of his always grip the like the, page fir- yeah, the, the, uh, the first chapter I've read the first chapter so you don't have to did he write this himself it sounds like it surely there's a ghostwriter. yeah did you also say he weighed 71 pounds? That's got to be a mistake. That's like six stone. Oh no, sorry. Seven and a half pounds. <laughs> no wonder he's the best in the world. <laughs> you can imagine him handwriting all of this, can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, got any more? Uh, yeah, I have two uncles and an aunt too. Dad had two brothers, Johnny and Tom, and a sister, Margaret. Mum was an only child. Margaret married Jose, who is Spanish. <laughs> It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I, I read the first chapter and is it all like that? It's, it's like the detail that he goes into is unbelievable. This, <laughs> this, uh, this, like this paragraph about Margaret and Jose who's Spanish, he goes on about, I, I'm not even going to read it cause it's mind numbingly dull, but, uh, 
Jose owns a, owns a, owns a restaurant, a Spanish restaurant near, near Owen's house. One of his favourite restaurants, actually. How, how many minutes drive? Um, about seven and a half. It depends. Uh, depends on depends on, <laughs> depends on parking and, you know. Obviously, they've they've introduced that new parking bay in the uh, in the Sainsbury's, which means that you can you can you can stay. <laughs> they increased the, uh, the <laughs> you can now you can now stay for up to two hours without <laughs> as long as you don't return in the next two. <laughs> Honestly, so is this the first sign that he's a little bit bland? Oh uh, yeah, I mean it's I don't know. He just doesn't seem to have like this kind of filter of like, are, are people going to be into this? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll go back and like talk about that point. So, so he joins joins Real Madrid for eight million. He's reunited with his England teammate David Beckham, who joined the year before. Must have been a little bit awkward because Owen talks about the fact. I think it was a, recently he he says that he still hasn't forgiven Beckham for um, getting sent off against Argentina in the World Cup. Nor has JP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah maybe fair enough. <laughs> but uh, maybe well, that... Manaman there the same time. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He must. Yeah. Be. Yeah. 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 Um, this is Galacticos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a good quote from uh, Owen about his first day at um, Real Madrid. I saw Zidane, Ronaldo, Raul, Eto, and I thought, oh my God, forgetting the fact that Eto played for Barcelona at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you did not see it. His memory of his birth is uh, much, much, uh, much clearer than that. Um, He's like a bit of an eternal child, isn't he? He's like... All, everything's happened in his life in a really early phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it doesn't entirely go to plan in Madrid. Um, there's actually another, another quote from him that he says, as soon as I arrived, I knew I wanted to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, yeah. Why? Just literally, like, they don't speak English. Yeah, the food's little, different. Yeah, too yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah. All of that, I think. He's not very Galactico, is he? By personality. No. You've got places like Zidane, people like Figo. I you know, then you've got Owen, who's a bit of a bland character. Yeah. Ballon d'Or winner. True, true. I suppose on footballing ability, yeah, yeah. he would. But yeah, no, he's not a sort of sexy, you're not yeah. going to have him spotted cruising around Las Ramblas with some <laughs> Gu- Gucci shopping. Las <laughs> Ramblas is Barcelona, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What's the Madrid shopping district? Madrid? That's, the, that's a question mm. for Michael Owen's book, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The main thoroughfare through Madrid. <laughs> It's weird, it's infectious. I'm being drawn into this. <laughs> but yeah, so he, he doesn't like it as soon as he, he arrives. Uh, and it sounds like he lives a pretty miserable existence. So he's living in uh, what he describes as a business hotel, uh, which I think is one of these really soulless um, suites that they give to new signings, sort of like on the edge of the suburbs. A, um, a travel tavern. Yeah. A- Alan Partridge yeah, yeah. style sort yeah. of living here. Yeah. There's no no Nicholas Bent in a shag pad, that's for sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> His missus wanted to leave right away, didn't she? She wasn't happy. Yeah, I think all. she didn't like it. They, they would she was living with him in this hotel and I think with with kids as well. Yeah. They had two two rooms in this hotel. Just it does sound pretty grim to be fair. Why not just go and find um, a house? You like up still looking. Yeah, I think he was looking, but it just and he knew he wanted good. to leave, anyway, so he's yeah, pretending yeah, to look. Yeah, yeah, we we did look at seven, six or seven properties, but um, there was an issue with damp in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> one of them had subsidence. <laughs> we offered twenty percent under asking for the other, <laughs> but interest rates were changing at the time. <laughs> In a bid to control the money supply. <laughs> Isn't there also a thing that he um, he basically just spends the time driving to the airport because they're the only place you can get yeah. English newspapers? Yeah, and then... Um, Go on, son. 
<laughs> that was a, that was a friend of his who said that. Yeah, but apparently there was a kiosk literally across the road from the hotel that sold English newspapers. If he'd, if he'd even bothered to step out, um, <laughs> go and grab his copy of the Sun every morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that the fact that he hadn't even crossed the road to to look at the kiosk is pretty emblematic of his whole approach to assimilating to in, into Spanish life. So he doesn't doesn't learn any Spanish. Um, I can't really imagine that he's out there taking flamenco lessons and uh, sampling the tasting menu at his local tapas <laughs> joint. Um, La cuenta. <laughs> <laughs> so is it just golf? It's just golf, I think, really. Yeah. It's like pre, pre-Gareth Bale. Yeah. Setting yeah. The, uh, a lot in common, right? He gets yeah. injured a bit. That's got to be part of the problem. Isn't he injured a bit? Yeah, I think he's injured. He doesn't play loads. But, you know, in this... In this kind of a situation, you know, you're stuck in a hotel. Um, most people would probably unwind by sticking on a movie, watching some TV. But Owen doesn't like it, unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> he doesn't. So there's, there's another quote. I get very bored watching films. I think I've probably watched six or seven in my life. Rocky, Cool Runnings, Jurassic Park. I got forced to watch that twice as well. <laughs> and uh, somebody asked him what his favourite which one of those films is his favourite? And he replied, none. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him saying somewhere else that he, he likes factual like documentaries, but he just, he can't understand <laughs> fictional no, well, stuff. Yeah, it makes sense. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> <his> autobiography. <laughs> apparently, apparently he's like watching Jurassic Park, just being like, but, but dinosaurs are, they're extinct. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He can't suspend disbelief <laughs> at all. Which explains a lot. I think he doesn't like action films, but then if that's the case, stop watching action films. <laughs> mm. I guess Cool Runnings is a bit more of a sort of exciting human drama. Yeah. Rubbish yeah. in Michael's. Yeah, it's it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously he is he is in Madrid primarily to play football. Um, unfortunately, not as much as he would have liked. He does have this impression at Real Madrid as being a bit of a flop, which I kind of think is a little bit unfair. He scored 16 goals while he was there. And he was almost entirely playing as a sub. Um, so I don't think that's a, a terrible record. 16 goals in the season for a striker. Yeah, I had a look at the stats. He started 26 games. So okay. he had a lot more sub appearances. 16 goals is decent. Yeah. He had the best goals to minutes ratio in La Liga that season. Wow. He was yeah. good. But he was injured a lot, right? I think so, yeah. Just living a miserable Alan Partridge yeah. existence yeah, in yeah. the local travel tavern. Yeah. So yeah, after one season, he pulls the plug on it. I mean... <laughs> pulled the plug at after about five minutes but um yeah so he's then he's then sort of um angling for a move back to liverpool yeah rafa benitez i think wants to sign him but liverpool don't want to pay 16 mil or something that- apparently newcastle bid 16 mil and the maximum liverpool wanted to buy him back for was eight mm-hmm. then i did read somewhere that um after a year, there was a buyback clause in the contract at Newcastle yeah. so Liverpool could buy him back. There was. He, he got injured, though, so Liverpool were like, fuck it, we'll buy Suarez. Yeah. <laughs> the rest Fair is history. Enough. Yeah. So, but he does go to Newcastle sort of against his will. I think he says to Real Madrid, he bluffs and says, fine, I'll stay here if it's not Liverpool. And they're like, cool, you'll be on the bench. And there's a World Cup coming up. So he thinks, okay, I need game time. I'll go to Newcastle. They've got passionate fans. So he goes and Newcastle pays 17 million, which breaks their, the record they, they paid for Shearer. And he was the highest paid Premier League player, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on a mad wow. deal. But I mean, like when he came to Newcastle, there was 20,000 fans came and greeted him at St. James's Park. It was a big signing. Yeah. 
because he he's he'd been at Real Madrid and yeah. you know won the Ballon d'Or. Your kind of replacement for Shearer? Yeah, Shearer was still playing, but you know we're in the autumn of his career, and that, Owen moves in with Shearer. They're like old mates. I've, I read somewhere that his unveiling, um, Owen's wife Louise, was spotted in the tunnel in floods of tears. Apparently. <laughs> tears of joy, I presume. <laughs> tears of yeah, well, I don't know, who knows. She was in Madrid, she didn't bloody like it, yeah. didn't even find a good film for Michael to watch. She goes yeah. to Newcastle, oh, I don't like it. They literally just want to be back in, in Cheshire. Back in Cheshire, back yeah. In Cheshire yeah. Did you know their childhood sweethearts, which again is quite an interesting fact about Michael Owen's life, that he... He married a girl he was at primary school with. They were going out since age of seven. Again, he was a very mature seven-year-old. He <laughs> knew what he wanted. Do you think in primary school, she's like, I'm going out with the best footballer in the world. <laughs> Global megastar. <laughs> but they get they get married that summer. Um, but I just, what, what does she want? You're at Newcastle. The fans are very welcoming. Maybe I'm biased. It has shades of um, Sandro Tonali to Newcastle now. No? <laughs> Have you seen the videos of Sandro Tonali? He looks miserable, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, well, we, d- we did a story recently about um, Sandro Tonali, Newcastle's new big signing, who looks absolutely miserable to be arriving in Newcastle. Um, so he's apparently a boyhood AC Milan fan. He always dreamed of spending his whole career there. But then Newcastle came in with this big, like £55 million offer and Milan basically couldn't say no. So he was sort of like, all right, you know, I love this club. I'll do it. And then these clips emerged of him getting off a plane, just like coming down this biting North Sea winds, just like <laughs> <laughs> rushing through his hair as he, as he comes down the steps of a private jet. And then these clips of him being shown around the um, the Newcastle training ground just with a face like a slapped ass. Didn't they say, uh, yeah, like the Newcastle gym was like one of the biggest in England and he goes to Milan, one was bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his, wife goes, his wife goes, she's like gasping. She's like really trying to inject some enthusiasm and she's like, this is way bigger than the AC Milan gym and he just goes, Milan was bigger. <laughs> the glitz and glamour of Milan to Tyneside yeah. is going to do that though. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There's one where she walks into the canteen and the canteen is really nice and she like gasps with, she's so impressed, his wife. And Tanali just like walks straight to the window and just stares out and looks at this grey sky <laughs> and that's July mate yeah. you wait till January <laughs> yeah it's a similar vibe but I mean like Michael Owen lives or sorry Michael Owen's wife and Michael Owen are from pretty near Newcastle why is she crying in the tunnel yeah I have no idea anyway it's, yeah. it's, an, it's not a great sign and he actually starts pretty well at Newcastle but he keeps getting injured and he misses most of the first two seasons uh, and, and it starts to sour things the owner Freddie Shepherd, who owned Newcastle before Mike Ashley, is caught on camera telling Liverpool fans, I'll carry Owen back to Liverpool myself. <laughs> so it's like sour things a bit. I, th- the first football match I went to was Newcastle against West Ham and Owen scored a hat-trick yeah. at Upton Park. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was the honeymoon so period. Yeah, in my head, Michael Owen was fantastic at Newcastle. Yeah. But I guess as a Newcastle fan, you can... Was it just the injuries that gave him the ump? Yeah, the record's good. I, I, obviously, he really wanted to be at Liverpool and he, he has this deal where every year the minimum Liverpool have to pay to get him reduces, but Liverpool just won't buy him because of the injuries. So he's pretty sad about that. And he never even moves to Newcastle. This, this probably, as much as the injuries, this creates quite a lot of bad blood with the fans. He flies to training by helicopter. helicopter. 
um, and stays in Cheshire. And apparently on, on Christmas Day training in 2005, he arrives and literally la- lands his helicopter in the middle of the training pitch and just jumps off in full kit and boots and just goes, Happy Christmas, lads! <laughs> <laughs> and all the players are. Every day. He comes every day. I, I don't know about helicopter. every day. I think he must have a flat in okay. uh, Gateshead, somewhere nice. And is this his helicopter? Yeah, his helicopter. He says when he moves into his house in Cheshire, the house we moved into had a fair bit of land and I immediately thought, that's perfect for a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> He is really into choppers. He's like, he? he flies. Oh, them. true. There's that. Yeah. In fact, there's this advert. It, oh, let's talk about it now. There's yeah. this 10 minute advert, which we've shortened. Who's it for? It's an advert for visiting Dubai and it's Michael Owen touring Dubai, supposedly flying a helicopter and narrating in the best monotone you'll ever hear. And this is no ordinary chopper. It's got special powers. And once we're airborne, you'll see just what I mean. <laughs> Are you buckled up and ready? Great. Let's go and see Dubai. It may look a bit small from up here, but it is quite large. It's like he's narrating a kids' TV programme. Roger Federer and Andre Agassi actually played a game of tennis on it. Oh, it is quite large. <laughs> and Tiger Woods stood on it and hit golf balls into the ocean. <laughs> I'm glad they never asked me to play football on it. <laughs> now, let's go see where I own my apartments. My favourite place, Dubai Sports City. I'm throwing on the afterburners, so hold on. <laughs> hey, I think that's actually Sam Torrance down there, the ex-Rider Cup captain. Let's just drop down a bit to check. Sorry about that, folks. Just a bit too low. The shatterproof glass came in handy. <laughs> I don't think Sam's going to be too pleased with us getting in the way of his drive. Good thing he has that great Scottish sense of humour. <laughs> Who wrote the script for that? I'm not sure Michael did any rehearsals yeah. before reading it. It's proper monotone. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that, that helicopter video, I think he's still at Newcastle. It's probably quite ill-judged, given that the fans are quite resentful about him arriving for training by helicopter. You know, the Geordies are a proud nation, and they like people to at least live in the city if they're going to play for them. So there's a bit of bad blood there. I'd say it's mainly the injuries. Um, and, and I think the fans are a bit cruel, you know, he can't help it. There's a, there's a moment he recalls in his book when, um, when he's coming off injured, being stretched off and the fans are chanting, what a waste of money, which is pretty tough. That's heavy. Yeah. And he, I think he says in his book, like that was the moment I just thought, I'm not going to fucking justify myself to Newcastle fans. He's just it, like, that broke the relationship. Apparently he said to his mum at 26, I want to retire. Really? Yeah. Where's he then? Real Madrid? Uh, Newcastle probably. Probably just into Newcastle, yeah. Yeah, he's, I remember years later he tweets, I hated it, I couldn't wait to retire. And that opens up this bad blood between him and Alan Shearer. Michael Owen and Alan Shearer are always really good mates. Like Shearer sort of took him under his wing at the 98 World Cup. When Owen goes to Newcastle, he lives with Shearer for a bit. But then when Shearer becomes the caretaker manager, do you remember that season? I do. 2009, we got relegated and Shearer takes over for like 12 games at the end as caretaker yes. manager. And there's some dispute about this, but basically Owen's out of contract at the end of the season and supposedly he refuses to play because he doesn't want to damage his, his leg and cost himself a move. I kind of get that. Yeah. I suppose contractually you're supposed to play, but... Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, and I think it's just like, come on, mate, this club's going down. Just show a bit of loyalty. But yeah. equally, if he'd broken his ACL or something, he'd be pretty fucked. Do they never do any media together now? Oh, mate, they don't. They won't. So Owen tweeted that thing saying, I couldn't wait to retire. And Shearer replied, yes, we thought that too. You were on 120 grand a week. <laughs> and, and Owen hits back, not sure you are as loyal to Newcastle as you make out, mate. I distinctly remember you being inches away from signing for Liverpool after Sir Bobby Robson put you on the bench. You tried everything mm. to get out. They're in a proper feud. They ha- they won't be in the same room together, apparently. Wow. Anymore. Yeah. Shearer is not the first um, strike partner that Shearer has fallen out with, though. Do you remember the Bellamy story? So uh, apparently, I don't know. I don't know what the source of their um, their dispute was, but Craig Bellamy sends these text messages to Alan Shearer saying, "Your legs have gone. You're too old and too slow. You couldn't even kiss my ass." <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, then leaves a voicemail on his on his phone calling him a fucking goody two shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not not entirely sure what Alan did to deserve that, but it's maybe more of a of a indictment of uh, Craig Bellamy than Chira. Yeah, who's going to get his own still. episode? Because there's a lot there. Bellamy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's that's sort of the end of of Owen's Newcastle stay. Newcastle go down. He's out of contract. It's all a bit sad. He does have a really good record there. I think. Honestly, goals per game is like one in three. But he's just, it's ruined by injury and by falling out with the fans. And again, he wants to go back to Liverpool? He's always looking to go back to Liverpool. I think he's resigned to the fact that it's probably not going to happen. And he certainly burns that bridge for good when he signs for United. Mm. There's quite a good bit. He, In order to secure it, he releases, his agent makes a brochure about Michael Owen. Have you seen it? No. It's worth Googling. Uh, it's a sort of like 20 slide presentation, mainly dealing with the obvious objections to signing Michael Owen. So like they recruit a doctor who says that he's not rumors that he's injury prone are nonsense. The first one is fit and healthy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so he does Just to make that clear. There's a page called Michael Owen brand values, fit and healthy, clean and fresh. That's obviously the <laughs> queen quote, yeah. quote, quote, her majesty, the queen charismatic, uh, stylish, cool, devoted, sincere, Young. Is he so, young at that point? So he many. He's got like... <laughs> global. <laughs> <laughs> like 21 adjectives that he's yeah. used to describe himself. It's 
I quite like how it's still quite Just negative. All of them. He wrote. He wrote those when he was seven. <laughs> <laughs> Global. Were it not for an, this is from the presentation. Were it not for an unhappy spell at Real Madrid and two injury scarred years at Newcastle, he would be spoken about as the, in the same breath as Torres or Ronaldo. It's like Cristiano Ronaldo, and that's uh, that's punchy. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's all a bit um, desperate. But Fergie apparently has always been a fan, so he goes to United. And wins the league there. I don't know if it was his first goal. It was pretty early on where he scored in that amazing Manchester derby where they they won 4-3 and I think he scored in like the 96th minute or something. Winning goal, won it, yeah. Yeah. I think Um, he did pretty well there. Yeah, and I don't blame him for going because you got, uh, I think someone like Hull were in for him after Newcastle went down. If you've got Hull or Man United, although you're going to be hated uh, by all Liverpool supporters, you go Man United. I think they were already a bit resentful of him leaving because he thought he was too big for them. And then they won the Champions League. There was a chant, wasn't there? Like, was there? where were you in Istanbul? Kind of was the gist of it. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, Man United would have been the nail in the coffin, wouldn't it? Yeah. Do you think Everton would have been better? Oof. Both as bad. Hated. Yeah. Disaster. But I mean, I don't think he really cares. And crucially, it's near his home in, in Cheshire, which does Perfect. seem to be the main priority. Yeah. Yeah. Michael likes his geography to be close yeah. to me. Well, he goes to Stoke after that, and that is also really <laughs> fucking near. It's probably closer. Goes okay there. Um, does quite well on a pay-to-play deal. Again, in the uh, Carragher interview, he comes out and says that Carragher kind of left Liverpool with a fanfare and the entirety of the clock with stuff in the air and all of that. And Michael... Ended his career at an away day, coming on as a sub at Stoke. Ooh, yeah, that's quite sad. Mm. Well, who was saying that? Carragher, yeah. How did Owen take that? Uh, well, like, all right, mate. Yeah, I mean, he. Um, it was quite interesting because he goes, uh, you are seen as more of an England player than a club player. I agree. I'd, I'd agree with that. Mm. So is there a like sort of alternative universe where he stays at Liverpool, he wins the Champions League and he's a club legend, right? Does what Carragher's done, basically. Yeah. And Gerrard. It must have been quite gutting for Owen to see Gerard and Carragher have the careers they had at Liverpool when he was kind of like just moving around. Yeah, although he did win the Premier League. Yeah, True. They never La Liga, did. maybe? Did they? I don't know. No, if they I think they, they only won, won the Copa del Rey. Oh, okay. but yeah, they'll never Shame. sing that at Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> and he never slipped, but sorry, I had to get the slip dig in. The career is a good one. It's obviously a game of two halves. His first half of his career is amazing. But then he moves into something that he's probably better known for now among younger listeners, which is his punditry. Yeah, I mean, oh boy, are we glad that he took the uh, the punditry route? Because, you know, I, can, I can't really imagine him being this sort of charismatic t- coach on the touchline. Well, you've um, seen him with poor Jamie. It's not, yeah, it's not particularly yeah, yeah, yeah. inspiring stuff. <laughs> I read um, that about Thierry Henry as well, that when he's, he's obviously been a manager and assistant manager and apparently he's just a fucking bell end on the, he just like has to play in the game and has to win. Really? So in training, he's just like going round people. <laughs> yeah. Owen, since, since becoming a, a pundit, Owen's been uh, providing us with some absolutely searing insights into, uh, into football, the kind of things that you could only really get from somebody who's played the game at the highest level. Footballers these days often have to use their feet. <laughs> if there's if there's a bit of water about, it makes the surface wet. <laughs> and my favourite, whichever team scores more goals usually wins. <laughs> and there's also some uh, some really amazing contradictions as well. That shot is impossible. I saw Yaya Toure do it once. <laughs> Another one. What a shot. That's completely unstoppable. 
But for me, the keeper's got to do better. <laughs> so good. So another one was, it's a good run, but it's a poor run, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you, can't, you can't grumble about the red card, but it's very harsh. <laughs> that would have been a goal if it had gone inside the post. <laughs> he gets yeah, a they- lot of shit for his punditry and I've, yeah. I've started to almost be on his side about it because he mm. does actually say some decent stuff. He's got better. Yeah. And they all state the obvious, don't they? Yeah. And I mean, it is, it's a tough job having a camera stuck in your face at half time and you've got to come up with some kind of actual insight. So failing that, just state the obvious. Yeah. The absolute obvious <laughs> yeah. in monotone, yeah. preferably. Which is what he's very good at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Best in the world since seven of that. Yeah. <laughs> I also love, have you seen his, uh, his tweets? Yeah. As well, my favourite one. Um, he's po- he posts a picture. Uh, so the caption is: "I was on wildlife watch during my run in my garden this morning." And he's posted a few pictures of him. Um, I'll show you. There's one. <laughs> it's one of some uh, some geese on the pond. Uh, one of an owl. <laughs> and there's a picture of him posing with a dead ferret. It looks yeah. like I'm not. And then a close up <laughs> of the dead ferret yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Very strange. Have you seen the one um, where he goes, just ran over a rabbit, devastated. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Christmas is underrated. Best day of the year by far. Hashtag family. <laughs> <laughs> also, who says Christmas isn't the best day? Yeah, Christmas is underrated. Uh, and then have you, have you seen the one he posts a picture of like his dog, sniffing another dog's balls and he captions it i wonder if mrs o will be so kind tonight <laughs> and she was fuming after that wasn't she? Well, she i mean yeah. you can imagine her opening her phone and seeing it and just being like what, what the fuck get off the internet <laughs> uh to be fair he's up to far worse on his phone and just posting a few pictures of dead ferrets and dogs sniffing each other's balls a couple of years ago Michael really spices up the dull punditry career with a proper sex scandal. He he gets caught demanding nude photos from a, a, a big brother contestant called Rebecca Jane. I'm sure you guys are familiar with her. Mm. The lovely Rebecca Jane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll come back to her in a second because there's, there's something a bit amiss about this scandal, if you ask me. But um, I'll, I'll read out some extracts from the, I think it was Daily Mirror exclusive. On one trip away from home, he asked Rebecca for more pictures, saying, Come on then, fire them through. It's a long, boring trip to London, so I need something to do. Leave nothing to the imagination. (laughs) Do you know what it's got? As you listen to these quotes, it's got that Michael Owen quality still of like, it's really arrogant and also fucking boring Mm, and comically dull. But it's a sex scandal. He goes, I'll I'll advise on the suitability of them for social media. Hopefully none of them are suitable. (laughs) Hopefully none of them are suitable. <laughs> only, only Michael Owen can make a sex scandal sound like regrouting the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she sends, she sends uh, some pictures and boobs and he goes, tremendous by the way. And then goes, falsies. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of woman is going to be uh, turned on by, by being asked falsies? <laughs> <laughs> I'll read some more. Well, you went straight in there with a pick of your tits. So there's no point taking a step back now. Hmm. Not bad. Great tits. Definitely a no-go for social media. (laughs) She she goes to him, what intrigues you about me? And he replies, your past, your present, your post with your tits out. (laughs) 
he obviously gets turned over by the tabloids for that. Um, feel a bit sorry for him. And I feel particularly sorry for him because it's a bit of a stitch up. Rebecca, previous to going on Big Brother, ran a detective agency that catches married men cheating. And she's she's even had a go at Honey Trap before with a rugby player called Ben Foden, who you guys may have heard of. But the, the sting is ridiculous. He basically, Ben Foden meets this girl and marries her two weeks later. And she sells the story to the tabloids, Rebecca, just saying, I slept with him the week before. But like, he was single. Uh, so was it, is it entrapment basically? Well, I don't know, but she did run an agency specifically that was about trapping, catching married men cheating. So I think the idea was you suspect your hubby's cheating. You go to Rebecca's agency and she will tempt the man and prove it. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's bit, horrible. Bit harsh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what do you think? Do you think this was a, a setup on, on Owen? Uh, no, I think she's just like already established a relationship with the tabloids oh, okay. and, and I don't know who initiated the conversation. I don't know if she was going for the setup from day one. Are all the responses him? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's, it's real. It's real. She also, Rebecca Jane, then got caught cheating herself with her next door neighbour. She was having an 18-month affair with him. So. What goes around comes around, love. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel, I, despite obviously loving reading those texts, because it's pure Michael Owen in a setting you haven't seen him before, I felt a bit sorry for him. I feel like he's been done over a bit. Not sorry mm. enough to exclude it from this podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> it's probably his first proper scandal. Fortunately, the it, does, co- it seems very out of character. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had Owen down as a sex scandal kind of guy. It does feel a bit out of character, doesn't it? Like he's just so black and white and yeah. sensible. Yeah. yeah. Married his childhood sweetheart. Yeah. He does say to Rebecca in the sexting, he says, I love the way everyone says I'm an angel. And then with a, within a minute of meeting me, they can't believe how wrong they were. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I want to meet Michael Owen yeah, now. Yeah. What, do you reckon, what do you reckon that means? Just, yeah. I'm a horny devil. Yeah. I, I don't. Think, I reckon he's been loyal apart from this. I think he even says as much. Yeah, <laughs> he would. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I for one believe him. Yeah. He's, he's pretty factual. Yeah, given yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has another scandal quite soon after. Actually, this is pretty recent. I think in the last couple of years, there's obviously the big NFT craze. You've got like John Terry releasing his. What he had like he had an NFT range that was like. They were like pictures of footballers as apes or something like that. Yeah. So everyone, all these footballers are cashing in and Michael Owen comes up with an an ingenious investment product for his fans. And he announces, my NFTs will be the first ever that can't lose their initial value. And it it turns out basically that they're, they're online videos of his goals, only the goals. So you you don't get like his, his sex scandals or his him talking about his eight films ever for his tweets. <laughs> yeah. you, you can just pay for a video of his, of his goals with him commentating. Oh, really? Oh, I mean, yeah. I would. You should have done hey, one. Not very much one. for that. Yeah, but. we should. Do you know what? I think you can still pick them up. You? You're banned from selling them for less than what you bought it for. That's his ingenious way to ensure they can't go down. Who polices that? Michael Owen. Yeah, I'm not. I'm also not sure that really works <laughs> as a way to room. stop them going down. <laughs> <Yeah. back. laughs> And he gets Whatever you do, don't ask him about the, the financial setup of NFTs because you'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you've got the blockchain. And the, like, fungible t- the thing about fungibility is... Yeah. <laughs> do you think he's got a full grasp on it or is it just a pure uh, cash Yeah, cow? no, I think, he's, yeah, I think he's clued up. Yeah. Did you see, semi-related, John Terry ran a competition on his Insta. I think they won his NFTs or maybe... 
maybe the people just won like some John Terry signed shirts and he announced the winners and it was just two like Instagram model girls. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to If there's one person running an NFT racket, it's John Terry. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you would? I was thinking this, if I was like a big sportsman a couple of years ago, you could make a oh, quick yeah. buck. Mm. John Terry's the type for a quick buck, isn't he? So. <laughs> yeah. Is Michael Owen? Mm. Well, he does, he yeah. does his adverse. Yeah. He's no angel. Yeah. <laughs> Whiskey, Dubai, you know, NFT, it makes sense. (laughs) Where do you stand on Michael Owen then? I'm going to go with lovely fella who is deeply boring and possibly lacking in self-awareness. Unbelievable footballer. Yep, of course. Absolutely vanilla. Mm. But I think that element that he is so vanilla makes him really funny as well. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It's just comically bland, isn't it? Footballers obviously have such a sheltered life and... That can go two ways. You could either end up like Nicholas Bentner or Jermaine Pennant, where as soon as you get a bit of money and some attention, then you go absolutely mental. Or you just take this like Michael Owen route of continuing to just be incredibly sheltered and it just makes you quite weird and out of touch with reality. Yeah. Just um, live like a little so, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my my impression of him, obviously amazing footballer, like we said. Um Strange man. Yeah. <laughs> why, why didn't he go down this like Penn and Bentner scandal? Route? I mean, you got to give him some credit yeah. for that, don't you? Like he didn't, I was about to say he didn't have a sex scandal. Barring one texting honey trap stitch up. He, he was pretty scandal free, wasn't he? As, yeah, as far as I can remember. Yeah, we would know. We would, yeah. As far as the upshot can dig up. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And trust me, we've tried. <laughs> so, so don't you get some credit for that? Just like focusing on your football and your rehab and your Chinese whiskey ads. Yeah, making some money. And also I feel like it's just an element of his career that I wish he'd stayed at Liverpool and become that player. Mm. You know, he mm. moved around so much and finishing at Stoke, it just feels a bit meh. If he'd stayed at Liverpool, would he have just had to leave at 26 anyway? Mm. Take out the Champions League thing. I think that's probably one of his big regrets, not Must staying be. for that. For that he played season. for England again right after sort of 2002. I think he was at the 2006 World Cup. Cup. He was, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. injured, I don't wasn't think... he? Because that's that Newcastle sue England over it. That's the clumpy yeah. country row. I actually saw, um, apparently, so he got injured against Sweden, I think. And um, apparently immediately after he got taken off, he... Um, sent a text to Glenn Roder, who is the Newcastle manager, apologising for the inconvenience of him <laughs> being injured. Which again is just like, just seems like quite a nice guy. We regret to inform yeah. you, Michael Owen has sustained yeah. an anterior cruciate ligament yeah. injury. <laughs> Please contact NHS 111. He is, he is the kind of guy who would talk about himself in the third yeah. person, right? He did play in the 2006 World Cup. Any good? Don't know. Really? Did don't, he? he didn't score, I don't think. Is that the one we took Walcott to? Yes. Fucking mess. 13-year-old Walcott. (laughs) (laughs) Bit old in Michael Owen's eyes. (laughs) Well, thank you both very much for discussing Michael Owen. We'll leave it there. Cheers, Zach. Thanks a lot. And thank you very much, JP. Thank you very much for having me, chaps. Cheers. See you guys soon. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.